Hey, welcome everybody to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. I am Mike Maddox, your host. I am so glad that you have chosen to join us today. I have a really fascinating topic to talk to you all about. And actually, I have two fascinating guests that are going to talk about it and inform all of us. The topic is around CMMC. We're going to define what it is, why it matters, and why if you're in a business that supplies the government, the Department of Defense, or you supply a client, you know, one of your clients that supplies the Department of Defense, why you should care about this. So let me introduce my guest first. I have Josh Gimbala, who heads up the Enhanced Security Services team here. And I have John Stevens, who heads up Luminant Cybersecurity Consulting Advocacy, partner to many organizations. Together, they are the two brightest minds we have in cybersecurity, although your teams may disagree. I'm going to say that. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike. All right. Hey, so let's let's just get into this. First of all, let's just define for our listeners, what is CMMC? They may have read about it in the newspaper or they may have seen the acronym. Just define it. John, can you do that for us? Sure. So CMMC stands for Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification. It's a mouthful. <laughs> and it's a system that is designed as a standard for information security for Department of Defense contractors and their subs. Okay. So it's a standard around how Department of Defense contractors, those supplying Department of Defense, it lays out the standards for cybersecurity for them. Mm -hmm. And this this hasn't existed before? So CMMC is new. It is currently being rolled out by the Department of Defense, and it'll be a five-year rollout. And they're going to start by adding it to certain contracts, which then will flow down through those prime contracts to the subcontractors that service them. And so over the span of five years, the DOD is expecting the entire defense industrial base to eventually all require CMMC certification. Okay. What what happened in the past before this? I mean, if you were a supplier to the Department of Defense two years ago or a year ago, did nobody care about cybersecurity back then? (laughs) Well, some people would say that's exactly right. But in fact, (laughs) prior to CMMC, the defense industry had what was called DFARS. And that is a another standard for all of the defense suppliers. But it was one based on the protections and security controls enumerated in NEST Special Publication 800-171. And probably the most important distinction is DFARS was a standard that was flowed down through the contracts, but there was no certification process. It was a self-attestation, pinky swear, scout's honor that we're meeting all of these requirements and we're attesting to it by accepting a contract. The Department of Defense didn't like that model. They felt like there were still some holes and that's where they've brought out CMMC because CMMC, besides having more controls and additional levels, depending on the sensitivity and types of information that you are exposed to and handle, it also requires a third party assessment that results in you being certified. So there's no more self-attestation, no more pinky swears or anything like that. Okay, now that that I, I, that makes sense, and you know, I, so in the past, businesses would be able to go onto a website or a portal of some sort and check the boxes and say, yeah, pretty much, pretty much, we got that covered, right? And then fulfill their contract. That's not good for any of us, right? I mean, we're talking about the Department of Defense, so there's very sensitive information that we do not, as a country, 
want to be leaked out to the world, right? Absolutely. And like you said, initially, it was all self-attestation. And it was with just by accepting the contract, you were kind of self-attesting. Back last year, in the end of November, the DOD issued the interim rule, which required organizations to upload a score in the supplier risk performance system or SPURS system to specify that they were meeting those requirements and to give the DOD some insight into how they were doing it. But this is all kind of a buildup from the wild, wild west with no cybersecurity to self-attestation to self-attestation with a, you know, reported score. And then finally, CMMC, where they'll require you to undergo a third party audit and pass. Okay. And, you know, on that note, it's, you know, this this uh, requirement to upload uh, a score into SPURS, that mandate was given to companies that directly supply the DOD. Is that is that right? Well, so technically, every defense supplier or contractor should have already done this. So that may mean that as a small business, there are clients out there that should have already done this and may not be aware of it. Okay, so you may be running a a, a shop that makes parts uh, for a client that goes into an assembly that that client supplies the DOD. And you may not even be aware that you were supposed to have done this uh, score in spurs, you know, months back. That, that's true. Okay. We run into that a lot. And is that because the DOD by design is kind of counting on the supplier, the tier one supplier to uh, enforce it through their supply chain? A- absolutely. Uh, the tier okay. ones requires it of their suppliers and it goes down the chain. But it's like the operator game where every transition represents a point where maybe a little bit is lost. Sure, that makes sense. That's great information. And we're coming back. We've got more to talk about because we want to get into more about who's impacted, why it matters to you, and more importantly, what you can do about it. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. And welcome back once again to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. Mike Maddox, your host. So glad that you're with us wherever that may be, whether it's in Michigan where I happen to be and it's beautiful today, or in Portland, Oregon, where John Stevens, my guest is, or in Lansing, also Michigan, where my other guest, Josh Gambala, is, or anywhere in the world. We're talking today about CMMC, Government Department of Defense Cybersecurity Standard, a set of standards that is being mandated for any company that is a supplier directly or indirectly 
to a Department of Defense contract. Guys, in the first segment, we talked about what it is. Where did it come from? Who does it impact? It impacts anybody that has a contract directly with the Department of Defense or anybody who has a contract to supply a company that has a contract with the Department of Defense. So it's a big deal. It affects a lot of companies. John, in the first segment, you talked about the need to upload your score, your, you know, what you think your score is against these cybersecurity standards into a, into a system called SPURS. It doesn't end there, right? So what's the next turn of the crank? I mean, what happens next for these businesses? So absolutely. So CMMC is going to be rolled out over a five-year period, and there is some ambiguity as to when exactly in that period certain contracts will be pegged and then how they flow down to other businesses. So at some point between now and 2026, every business will have to be assessed by an official assessor uh, that's a certified assessor that works for a certified third-party assessment organization or C3PAO. And so in order to meet that requirement, businesses need to get started by evaluating where they are and beginning to implement the necessary and required controls so that they can actually pass that audit. Okay. Yeah. So preparation is key. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be implemented uh, over time uh, and will be mandated. So it's not going away. Now, Mike, let me go to you, Jason. You hit on a really important point there. Uh, implemented over time, because one thing that I think a lot of people misunderstand is that uh, if you are not in a place where you think you'd be compliant today, you are not going to be tomorrow and you're not going to be next week and you're probably not going to be six months from now. Uh, you're looking at a, a you know year to 18 month commitment at least uh, to probably get most of these things covered. If you have never looked at this compliance, it's going to be um, a bit of a, a shock and require you to have some technical assistance because a lot of these areas aren't written for uh, someone without any technical knowledge to just uh, ingest them and try to implement. Yeah. So in other words, if you're a company that has not maybe put a lot of focus on cybersecurity standards or protection mechanisms or solutions or policies. Uh, and you're, you just think that you're just going to turn the crank or buy something off the shelf and, and meet the requirement. That's not the case. This is going to take time to implement. It's going to be a roadmap. Absolutely. And the other part that is critical to remember is it is not just an IT problem. It will affect virtually the entire business because you have to secure the necessary information, whether it's in the sales process and how you exchange information with potential clients to the manufacturing process. You have to make sure you have controls in place on the floor to ensure that only the appropriate people have access to this information that the government is concerned about. So it absolutely requires time and effort and it's a whole business initiative. It's not just an IT initiative. And that's a really good point. I mean, it is comprehensive across the business. It impact it's every area of your operation. Um, and Josh, I want to go back to you with with a question because to me, you know, let I want to hit this right on the head. Is this just another government, you know, mandated regulation that that is, you know, not well thought out and meaningless? or I think it's something more than that this time. But let me have you comment on that. Yeah, I think 
you know, if you just look at the news, you'll see uh, what type of impact data loss has had. Uh, they definitely want to secure their data, and I think this is a vast improvement over their last attempt. Um, really, there's no point in requiring uh, people to adhere to like NIST 800-171 uh, if you have no way of validating that. Before, the way it worked was it required something bad to happen for there to be any questions. Uh, it, it really is a good way for them to, for the federal government to use the contracts that they have available to improve the cybersecurity of a bunch of different sectors uh, of business in the United States. And, and protect highly confidential, highly proprietary defense secrets. Uh, I mean, that shouldn't get lost in the mix here either. Absolutely. So, yeah, so we that's very helpful. That's what it is, uh, who it impacts. So, you know, if you're a business owner out there looking at your business, if the Department of Defense is, you know, either directly uh, in your customer base or uh, if your customer base does business with the Department of Defense, it's this is an area that you need to be paying attention to now. You need to plan for. And we're going to get into in the next segment. We're out of time in this segment. We're going to get into in the next segment how you do that. Where do you start, what you should do now, and how you start to get prepared so that you're not caught off guard when it comes time to meet the assessment standard and you know find yourself without a contract. So we'll be back. We're going to have more with Josh and John. After this, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. of us aren't looking around for accidents waiting to happen. That would be sort of odd. But when you have Accident Fund Workers' Compensation Insurance, that's exactly what they are doing. Accident Fund employees are the WorkSafe people. They take your safety very seriously because that's all they do. Workers' Compensation Insurance. That's why they're rated A-excellent by AMBest. Go to AccidentFund.com slash WorkSafe and get the WorkSafe people. Accident Fund is a wholly owned subsidiary of Accident Fund Holdings Incorporated, the 10th largest workers' compensation insurer in the United States. Welcome back, everybody, to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. Mike Maddox, your host. You can send emails to the show if you so desire. Send them to bottomline at justask.net. Bottomline at justask.net. ASK Lansing, Michigan, of course, is the sponsor, proud sponsor of the program and the greatest IT and cybersecurity company in the galaxy. I think that's been proven through testing. Uh, don't take me up on that, but I think it's been proven. And I have guests with me today. I have Josh Kambala and John Stevens, two of our top cybersecurity professionals in our in our company. And we're talking about CMMC. So guys, we've talked about what it is. We've talked about why it matters, why it's a good thing, and why it's a big thing. Josh, you talked about that there's a lot of effort that's going to have to go into being compliant with this standard if you're a business that's in the supply chain for the DOD. Is this, this is a cross industry, I would assume? I mean, it's, it's not just manufacturing. I use that example when I talk, but it's, it's across industries? It is, yes. Yeah, manufacturing is what a lot of people point to, but there are people that hold CUI, confidential, unclassified information, other than just manufacturers. 
Okay, let me let me stop you there for a second. So CUI, confidential unclassified information. Go into that a little further. What is that? It's just a, a fancy way that the federal government classifies types of data that they are sharing. So if you're in manufacturing and you accept a contract to make widgets and the government provides you with the specifications for the widgets, you've just now become responsible for that data. Yeah, so this could be data that this could be information that only pertains to the specs on your, you know, part or your service, which, you know, on on the surface of it doesn't seem like um, this would be, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the type of data that's classified and it probably isn't classified, right? It, that's why you called it unclassified information. But the DOD thinks that and you know looks at it as this is part of a larger process that is potentially classified and very secretive. So confidential unclassified data or information has to be protected as well. Did I say that accurately? Uh, it was pretty close. Yeah, it's not classified data. That's a, a whole another uh, problem to tackle. That's uh, John might be able to elaborate on where that is going to fit into the, the overall framework, uh, but we're specifically dealing with CUI in this case. Unclassified information that goes into, that, that is supplied from the Department of Defense. Yes, or one of their prime contractors. Right. And just to, just to be clear, uh, CUI is controlled unclassified information. We should. And it's defined... Uh, and the, the custodian of the definitions and the classifications is the National Archives and Records Administration, NARA. And there is a whole fleet of different types of information that can be considered CUI because fundamentally it is a designation in the federal government that spans a variety of departments, not just the Department of Defense. DFARS and CMMC are specifically concerned about CUI that is defense information. And as uh, you both said, a lot of times that comes down because it's like a spec for a part. And like you said, also, your part may not seem all that important, but they're worried about securing the entire supply chain because the uh, adversaries that are looking for this information, they're fine if they get a little bit here and a little bit there and then put together the pieces. So- that's, yeah. what cyber, that's what cyber criminals are good at, right? I mean, they're good at getting bits and pieces and putting the puzzle together. Exactly. And that's what they're trying to prevent by making it uh, applicable to all of the defense uh, suppliers and contractors. Well, it brings up another question. Because this the CMMC standard uh, is Department of Defense um, specific, are the other areas of the federal government likely to take a similar path that the DOD has taken with a, you know, a program like CMMC for their information and data and their contracts? Well, so if this were a legal podcast, we'd probably say it's hearsay, but there's been a lot of uh, rumor and a lot of chatter that CMMC may be a model that eventually gets applied across the government. And, and this is something that the writing's already on the wall for, because just recently the Biden administration issued an executive order to tell the federal government to use its purchasing power to ensure that suppliers are meeting uh, cybersecurity requirements. Uh, a little vague there, but you know the 
to me, the writing's on the wall. CMMC, if it is successfully rolled out to the DOD, may very well and quite likely could be rolled out across anyone who's working for the government. So, yeah, I mean, using your purchasing power, if, if the Biden administration issued that, that's exactly what the DOD is doing. They're saying if you're not compliant, eventually assessed to be compliant with the CMMC guidelines, you do not get the contract. Exactly. So there's a they they have a uh, they have a hammer, you know, not only a carrot, but they have the stick in this case. It's a big stick, too. Yeah, very big stick. <laughs> so we're out of time in this segment. We are going to come back and talk more about this and into what you can do as a business owner, executive uh, decision maker to prepare your company or to move your company closer to preparation for this standard. So don't go anywhere. We are coming back on Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. Welcome back once again to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. Mike Maddox, your host. This show brought to you each and every week via the Michigan Business Network and and spread across the crazy thing we call the World Wide Web, the intranet. So I don't know where you're listening from, but I'm so glad you decided to spend some time with us today. We're talking about CMMC. This is the government Department of Defense standard for businesses that want to be or are suppliers to the Department of Defense, and it's around cybersecurity. And in my mind, it's a very good thing because it requires businesses that are getting data and information from the Department of Defense to fulfill a contract to meet certain minimum cybersecurity standards. That's protecting all of us. I'm not a big fan of government regulation in general, but in this case, I think that this is the right and appropriate approach. We've talked in the previous segments about what it is you know, who's impacted. It's not just the prime supplier, but it's the supply chain also. You know, let's talk a little bit about what companies can do about it. You know, Josh, is this just a matter of, you know, I go out and I buy some solutions that are out there? Do I, do I Google CMMC certification solutions and, you know, buy it? No, that's that's not going to be what you need to do. I mean, it's not you, work. so... With any framework, there are controls that have to be put in place. There are things that you need to do for each of those controls. And most importantly, and something that I think people need to realize is this doesn't stop. You know, if you're compliant on Wednesday, that doesn't mean that you have nothing else to do on Thursday and Friday. This is a continuing process that you have to be part of. Okay. Um, So... And what is that process? I mean, if I'm a if I'm a business decision maker, I'm an executive, and I think you know what we we do supply Boeing or we supply um, you know a tier one that you know is supplying the DoD, and and we get a lot of that's a big part of our business. I don't know what we're doing in cybersecurity. A lot of businesses haven't you know we've talked about this on the show many times in the past uh, have not 
put enough focus and attention on their cybersecurity standards. Um, but where do I start? I mean, how, how, how do I start to get ready for this? So in the past, we would start by going through the, um, uh, the evaluation process uh, that was available. Although now, and, and John might uh, argue this, you may just want to start out directly working with an RPO um, in order to identify you know, what controls you have in place in the environment, which ones you're going to need to implement. Uh, but before that, yeah, just identifying uh, what level you're going to have to uh, achieve is, is probably going to require some outside assistance as well. And, what, and define RPO, because we've got a lot of acronyms floating around. So an RPO is is a business that that does what? Uh, they're basically a business that can help you to identify uh, solutions and uh, processes and uh, policies uh, to meet the compliance requirements in your environment. They, they can't evaluate it, but they can make those recommendations. Um, or, or they can't certify it, but they can uh, help you evaluate and identify uh, ways of, of implementing the standard. Where you're at and where and where the gaps are. John um, is, you know, so Luminant, um, Convergence, uh, and by default ASK, partner companies here, uh, is an RPO? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Um, and just for clarity, it's a registered provider organization and it is a recognized designation by the CMMC Accreditation Board. Um, so we are basically have gone through training and are recognized in, as an organization who has some level of expertise in CMMC. Our individual consultants are what are called RPs or registered practitioners. And so that means they have undergone training that the DOD through the CMMC accreditation board has pushed out so that they're knowledgeable about CMMC. Right now, it's, okay. about, it's about the only credential you can have until they complete the rollout of the certified assessors who are the ones who can actually perform the certified assessment. And they they will work in conjunction with what's called a certified third party assessment organization or C3PAO. So just an all, whole alphabet soup to keep us all on our toes, right? Yeah. Well, does the government, by the way, as a side note, create all the acronyms just to confuse everybody? <laughs> no, we uh, create a lot of them in security on our own, apparently. Is that what it is? It's, you know, yeah. But no, I, I so I hear you. So. Um, back to the question, if I'm a business executive and I want to make sure my company is prepared, I can work with an RPO or a company that has been approved by the DOD to help me prepare for CMMC certification uh, and assessment. Um, and, you know, what kinds of things happen during that engagement? I mean, are they what are what's the steps involved there? Well, so, you know, the, the answer, as always in security, is it depends. But the, mm -hmm. the, the slightly longer answer is it depends on where you are starting from. If you haven't even done anything with CMMC, this is the first time you're hearing about it, you probably want to get a guide. And that would be a, a great example would be an RP working for an RPO, although that's not a requirement. But have somebody who can help you get educated and then do some preliminary assessment, even if it's not a full assessment, to figure out where you can start. Because every company is different. And 
you know, it's easy to say start out with an assessment because as we talked about in the earlier segments, uh, you should already have that done because you're doing these contracts. But the fact of the matter is you, you need to do some level of assessment so that you can start to build a compliance program. And it is important to say a program because it's just not cybersecurity. It also addresses how you do things, how you communicate, the process in places at your organization. And in fact, it also covers paper records if they contain the controlled unclassified information or CUI. So get a yeah. guide and get started. Yeah, and, and we'll get into that right after the break. We've got a commercial coming up, but when we come back, I want to get into a little bit more about how to get started and what an assessment is and this aspect of it being a program. So don't go anywhere. We're coming right back with Josh Gambala and John Stevens, cybersecurity professionals working with, with Luminant and ASK Enhanced Security Services. Don't go anywhere. We're coming back after this on Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. Perfectly managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS. Welcome back again to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. Mike Maddox, your host. My guests are Josh Kambala and John Stevens. Josh Kambala heads ASK's Enhanced Security Services team based out of Lansing, Michigan, group of the most knowledgeable cybersecurity professionals you'd ever want to meet, serving businesses all over the all over the world. And John Stevens heads up Luminant, one of the smartest and brightest cybersecurity consulting practices in the world and works closely with businesses of all sizes to help them in all areas of cybersecurity. Guys, thanks for being on again. I, you know, we've talked a lot about CMMC and what it is, and we've gone through the alphabet soup of acronyms. And I won't remember 10 minutes from now what the acronyms stand for, but it doesn't matter. I get the gist of it. We're talking about what businesses can do if they're impacted. And, you know, a lot of businesses may not know it, but they're likely impacted if they supply anybody who's supplying the DOD, even if it isn't a DOD contract that your business is involved in, the federal government is moving in this direction. We talked about this in the previous segment where you're likely to be under a similar standard in the future. So now is a good time to start preparing if you haven't already. And so let's talk about that. In the last segment, John, you mentioned uh, a business can work with an RP, a registered provider, um, somebody knowledgeable in the CMMC standards. They don't have to be registered. It's not a requirement, but they need a cybersecurity professional to come in and, and do what? They're going to look at the current environment and do a gap analysis. Can you can you flush that out a little bit? Sure. So it, it's important to con- to realize that CMMC is not just about cybersecurity, it's about information security. And so they're going to, the the standard has controls that are required that we would talk about in terms of administrative controls, which are policy procedure, how you do processes, 
technical controls, which are typically the ones people associate with cyber security, and that's configuration settings for the computers and everything else. And then there's physical controls because it does also require you to have physical security in place. And so you get someone who is knowledgeable about cybersecurity and hopefully also the CMMC model, they can start to assess where your weaknesses are, what controls you have in place and so forth. And so it's exactly that. It's a gap analysis against this entire range of controls and it's for the entire business and how you handle information. And so that provides the uh, kind of that is how you develop your roadmap because of course a destination is required and that CMMC certification the assessment will provide you the starting point and then that allows you to map your journey to compliance um, one thing that you did mention I think earlier is that it's not a one and done CMMC certification is expected to be only good for three years and then you have to do it again so in fact this is about changing the business practices and the information security practices and keeping them implemented and secure over time. That's, that's a really good point. Actually, it was Josh that mentioned it, but it's okay that you gave me credit because I built <laughs> my career, John, around taking credit for things that Josh says. So, hey, Josh, um, let me go back to you on that. You mentioned that it was, that it's not a set it and forget it, that it is a program. So let's talk about that. It, is that driven by virtue of the fact that cyber threats are constantly evolving and changing. So this isn't like put in practice, or I'm sorry, in place practices, tools and solutions, and then you're good. Um, they have to be constantly evolving too. Can you can you dive into that a little further? Well, kind of like John, uh, John brought up where it's not just a cybersecurity issue. I would say that it extends beyond just, you know, the threats changing. Um, businesses change, the people that work there, uh, the processes, the things you do at that business, uh, the technology you use, all of these things change and they're all going to apply to how your what your CMMC program looks like. So as you make these modifications to the business, one thing that I see as being beneficial is that I think it's going to bring a security mindset to a lot of these organizations. And so rather than thinking about security afterwards or as an afterthought, it becomes part of the initial discussion for a lot of different aspects of business. Uh, yeah, and, and and really, you know, when I hear that as a business owner or business professional, it, I see it as a good thing. Um, you know, the, we use this phrase a lot. Um, it's not a matter of if, but when, and, you know, even that, the FBI is is saying very boldly, every business will be breached. This is no longer just you know Mike saying it or people who sell cybersecurity solutions saying it. Uh, and I think people recognize that. Um, so you know we it's now is the time. We are at the age where cybersecurity needs to be taken a lot more seriously, and it is different than IT. Correct, Josh? I mean, let, you know I I run into this all the time where cybersecurity businesses hear that and they just dump it on their IT department and go, there you go, take care of us. But it's not the same, right? It's not. Um, so there's a lot of things that I think go into that. That one's a, uh, might take a minute to unpack, but um, IT departments have priorities. Uh, you know, we, we've used the uh, analogy before. If your uh, top sales guy has a meeting tomorrow and his computer needs to be reloaded, 
or you have log correlation that needs to take place, uh, someone's getting a PC reloaded and log correlation waits. Yeah. Um, and they on that have point, different just, priorities. Just stay there for a minute because we are out of time in this segment. And I want to get into that because where there's a requirement and a need, you're going to get businesses coming out of the woodworks that all so they can fulfill that need and they can't all fulfill the need. So I want to dive into that after the break in our last segment. It's a fascinating topic. You're listening to Bottom Line IT with Mike Maddox on the Michigan Business Network. We're coming back right after this. Don't go anywhere. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. And we are back from the break. This is Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. If you've not checked out the other programs on the Michigan Business Network, you should. There are many that are very informative, all surrounding areas of business and in areas of business that we need information on, specifically geared towards small, medium business. And, you know, as I said, there are many to choose from. Ours focuses, of course, on technology and cybersecurity, not bits and bytes but why it matters to business, why technology is a business driver for businesses and how foundational it is and can be for your company. And equally, or maybe more important, is good solid cybersecurity protection. And I wanna get back into that topic in this segment, guys. And I've got with me Josh Kambala from ASK's Enhanced Security Services team and John Stevens from Luminate Cybersecurity Consulting Practice. And guys, I wanna talk about this because, you know, I mentioned right before the break that when guidelines come out like CMMC, it creates a need in the marketplace, and then it creates the opportunity for people to sell into that need. And in the IT industry, I don't think there's an IT company on the planet anymore that hasn't added the word and cybersecurity to the end of their name. But IT and cybersecurity are different. And Josh, you started talking about that, and I interrupted you for a commercial break. Let's go back into that. They are different professions. They're different skill sets. And it takes a different mindset. And talk about why that is. Well, like I mentioned last time, I think it's because they have different goals. You know, the goal of the IT department might be able to complete a project on time or might be to have high levels of customer service. In cybersecurity, in my opinion, we're able to distill that down to something much smaller, which is make sure that the environment stays secure to the best of our ability, provide the customer with advice that keeps that environment secure. Everything we do is focused around security, and you know, that's what our, our team does. Uh, if we're not working with customers on developing a roadmap to improve their cybersecurity, we're doing threat research or working on phishing emails. Uh, it's, you know, every day we are working on cybersecurity. There's variation to the tasks we do, but they all have the same goal and focus in mind. In the training and the certifications, to use that word again, for individuals, um, is different, right? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously some crossover, but we focus on the uh, skills that help us to meet that goal of uh, providing uh, good consultative service and uh, improving the security of our customer environments. And John, this ties into something you've mentioned a couple of times now, which is that you know, it's 
you know, cybersecurity, you know, and it's when you define it, it's not just IT, right? And and we you've talked about how this pertains to the organization, and both of you guys have mentioned this, but dive into that a little further. Um, you need to be if you're a provider and you're going to a business saying, listen, I can help you with CMC, CMMC preparedness or your cybersecurity posture, even if you're not affected by CMMC and you want to get serious about cybersecurity and you should, I can help you. What is a business owner or executive looking for? Because, you know, to the typical business executive, all providers might look the same. Can you, can you provide some insight into that? Yeah, sure. So, you know, one of the aspects or challenges of the MSP and MSSP industry is there's a high and heavy focus on technology and tools. And, you know, if you think about it, you go to a mechanic, you don't just look to see what their tools look like. And so you want to understand if they know how to work on your vehicle. And there, that's a very big difference between somebody who is saying that we can help you with cybersecurity because we run X, Y, and Z tools, or we have a solution for that. Cybersecurity is not a point solution that requires you to buy some particular software or tool set. It's, uh, it becomes a culture when it's most effective. And because it does that, you need to get folks who look at it as a very deep and wide area of study and expertise and competence. And so just asking them, well, what do you do internally? What do you do besides the run a tool? What are the competencies and credentials of your staff? What are their experience? It's, it's a classic case of uh, let the buyer beware. You need to do your homework. If you're going to buy a new car, you don't just take the word of the first person you talk to. You do research. And, you know, in the SMB market, it is so critical to make every dollar go as far as possible. And I think this is absolutely true in terms of CMMC and cybersecurity in general. Do a little bit of homework. Find out what is out there. And then don't just look at the tools, but look at how they use the tools. Look at how they apply that knowledge. Um, I know that's a, a little high level, but the, the, the difference between somebody who can spell CMMC and somebody who actually knows all of the controls is profound. Yeah, no, I, I like the analogy. I've never heard that before, but I do like that because it, it, if you're a business executive and, and you're trying to vet who to work with, the questions to ask them, you're right, are not what's the tool that you use to provide SIM and SOC to use two other acronyms, uh, protection for my business, but it's more around can you give me examples of businesses you've worked with where you've improved their security posture over time mm -hmm. and you've helped them prevent cyber breach and cyber attack? Absolutely. And again, it's not in there's there's never a silver bullet magic wand that you can just wave and get all the answers. It does require a little bit of digging, but you, yeah. you definitely want it's It's definitely worth it in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And we're out of time. Unfortunately, we can talk about this forever. Um, I love talking to you guys, Josh. Uh, Gambala from ASK's Enhanced Security Services. Josh, how do people get a hold of you if they'd like to talk to you more about this topic? ESS at justask.net. ESS at justask.net. And John Stevens from Luminant Cybersecurity Consulting Arm. John, how do people reach you? You can find us on the web at Luminant 
luminantsecurity.com. You can also email us at info at luminantsecurity.com. And that's luminant, L-U-M-I-N-A-N-T. That is correct. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for being on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time on Bottom Line IT. Thanks, Mike.